Welcome to The Real Game, a podcast by coaches for coaches. I am your host, Matt Philbrick. Welcome to this episode of The Real Game. Before we get into the episode, just a word from my sponsor, Tooth Shower. Tooth Shower wanted to bring to your attention the importance of wearing mouth guards, especially for athletes wearing braces. Studies have shown that mouth guards can effectively prevent dental injuries during collisions with players and equipment. They also reduce the risk of time loss from school, practice, and competitions due to dental injuries. In addition to mouth guards and protecting braces, we would like to introduce to you the Tooth Shower. The Tooth Shower is a shower-powered water flosser that can help athletes with braces maintain better oral health. You can find out more information about the Tooth Shower at toothshower.com. That's toothshower.com. And I can tell you right now, this is a great product. I've been using it now for a couple weeks from beginning to end, from setup to use. It's a great product. I'm really enjoying it. I'll be speaking more about it as the weeks move on here. But so far, so good. That's toothshower at toothshower.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of The Real Game. So it's been a few weeks, actually, since I've done a full-length episode. I, I was out for a knee surgery, uh, so that kind of consumed a little bit of my time. But I'm kind of getting back in the game here, and I'm I'm thrilled to be back on the air today. I have a special guest on with me today, Vicki Denny, who is the head women's volleyball coach at Bob Jones University in Greenville, South Carolina. Welcome to the show, Coach Denny. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure to have you on here. I know you are very highly spoken of in the in the volleyball coaching world, at least the circles that I run in. And uh, I'm going to let you talk about your coaching experience here in a couple of minutes. But I, I see that you're very accomplished. I, I will say I have um, stalked you a little bit on on the internet, on the, the Bruins um, athletic site. And I see that you just won your 1200th win, your 1200th career win. That's certainly a milestone. And you know what? That ties in very good with the topic that I kind of want to focus on today, and that's longevity and coaching. And so you've obviously been doing this. For, you, don't, you don't get to 1,200 wins without having coached for quite a while, right? So congratulations on that. I'll let you talk about that also in a second as you want to. Um, but just before we start and get into that too much, just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into coaching and uh, your journey a little bit that's brought you to this point. Well, yeah, I've been doing this for uh, several years now. And, you know, it started back when I was a kid growing up uh, in the neighborhood. I was the only girl with a bunch of guys. So I learned to play a lot of different sports, found out I liked it, was pretty good at it. And just from a young age, really enjoyed uh, competition, really enjoyed playing a variety of sports and uh, kind of, you know, that kind of got my path started in that direction. I also love teaching. So back back in the day when I started, there was not very many full-time coaches. So I knew I'd need to find something else to do. Mm-hmm. And I do. So most of my career has been teaching slash coaching uh, in small Christian colleges. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've talked to, my, and myself included, but I've talked to other coaches on here who've had this, a similar path where, you know, they've had to teach in Christian schools or whatever in order to maybe follow what their real passion is uh, of coaching a certain sport. So it's it's just great to see uh, someone like yourself who has poured into 
so many lives. I I listened a little bit to the interview that you did after you got your 1200th win. And, and uh, I want to kind of circle back to, to this in a couple of minutes, but you mentioned, you know, just feeling blessed about all the lives that you've had a chance to impact and that you've crossed paths with. So that is, it's something to, uh, it's something I, I, I'm, I'm proud for you and I don't even know you. So you should be proud of that. Um, so let's well, I, uh, go ahead. I'll just go through, um, you know, uh, the ups and downs of, of coaching and especially when you're doing more than just coaching, you're wearing a lot of different hats. You know, I can probably remember three times in my uh, coaching career where I was about ready to hang up the whistle mm-hmm. and uh, God would do it. And I'm thankful I didn't do it. And, and yeah, just, just sticking with it. Um, and, and I'm, as I look back now, I'm really glad, but I would just say to all coaches, um, make sure when you step away, it's the right time. Sure. Sure. And coaching is not for the faint of heart. Like it's a, it's a, it's, it's a lot of hard work, you know, um, long days, long nights, long years, um, some seasons, maybe that don't go the way that you want. And those, those are long. Um, but anybody that's stuck, that's stuck with it for that length of time, um, you must be doing something right. So that's just excellent. Um, you, you talked about this a little bit a minute ago, but what kind of inspired you to become a coach and maybe, maybe even more so how have your motivations or goals changed over the course of time? Yeah. You know, I think early on, you know, I just, I'd love to be involved in sports. I wanted to stay around sports. Um, I probably didn't really understand the impact sports could have on an individual. Of course, you know, my high school coach, uh, she was a young uh, girl coming right out of college. She had a huge impact on me. Uh, Roxy Briss was her name. Um, so I knew there was an impact there because she had had an impact on me. But now as I look back over these many years, um, you know, just the many, many lives coaches get to touch, mm-hmm. get to speak into, um, get to influence. Uh, sometimes they may not listen to their parents, but, you know, they'll listen to the coach. So Absolutely. I think that has changed for my um, time in coaching, recognizing how powerful the position of a coach is in the lives of young people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It definitely is. Um, how, so keeping with that same line of thought, you've had a lot of girls, maybe guys play for you. Have you coached guys at any point in time? I did boys volleyball one spring at Clearwater. They, they were fun. They yeah. were fun, but yeah. they just weren't supposed to do. So we lost the team. <laughs> <laughs> so you've coached a lot of kids. You've had a lot of assistant coaches, fellow coaches that you've coached against you know, what impact has that had on your longevity as a coach and just on you as a person? You know, yeah, I I think uh, as you develop those relationships, right, um, when I first started coaching, I was pretty close to the age of my players. And I started coaching college at 25, so I was coaching, you know, kids that were in their, you know, 18 to 22. So, um, you know, that, and then as I I grew in the, in my coaching career, I recognized that um, many of them have become, you know, lifelong friends. Um, You know, I I just had, had one of my first players ever uh, visit me over the last couple of days. And it's like, who would have thought, you know, here we are 40 years later and we're good friends. And so lifelong friendships through that um, from former players. And then also, um, you know, coaches who stay in it for a while, you know, you get to know each other and you get past that competitiveness that mm-hmm. we all have. And you realize that, you know, we really are in it together. And to be able to develop some of those, uh, again, lifelong friendships with some of the competitors I've, I've coached against has been a real blessing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
my college basketball coach was uh, Coach Denny Scott. Uh, I know you oh, probably know, you know him. He's he's a great guy, and I consider him to be a friend now, a, a mentor and a friend. And he's still going strong. So I I love to, to catch up with him once in a while, see what God's doing in his life. Yeah, he's doing a great job here at, at Bob Jones for sure. Excellent, excellent. So I'm guessing volleyball has changed or evolved a lot since you started coaching, just the game, the approach, the way the game is played. Um, how do you adapt? How do you keep up with the, the current trends? And and maybe you're a trendsetter, I don't know, but how do you keep up with those changing and evolving you know, techniques and everything that's going on in the game? Yeah, I tell the, the the girls that want to get into coaching now, there's a sense where there is so much information out there now. When I first started to coach, there wasn't a whole lot out there. You know, we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have podcasts. We didn't have uh, so many resources. Um, so I remember early on, you know, I would travel, I don't know, five to six hours to go to a coaching clinic, um, you know, and there was just a little handful of people, volleyball coaches there, uh, but just trying to learn the game. And um, and as I've looked back now, as as volleyball has evolved uh it is you know as far as for high schools just the, the m- most high school girls participate in volleyball than any other sport um so and and it used to be kind of like just what you kind of do it wasn't like considered a real sport you know you just kind of hit the ball back and forth but now i mean if you've watched any division one volleyball uh incredible athletes incredible mm-hmm. players through now and so the game has the the type of athlete as far as there's a physical abilities and uh, what they're able to accomplish has just, um, I think, surpassed what a lot of us ever thought the game would come to. Um, but, but you know, at the end of the day, you're still, you know, at the end of the game, you're trying to get the ball to hit the ground on the other opponent's side. Yeah. Uh, you're still with young people. Um, you know, the thrill of a win, whether it's at a junior high level or at a collegiate level, it's still that thrill of victory. And then if you don't win, how that that's a tough loss. So, um, I think the resources are just, there's so much, many more resources out there to, to learn from and grow from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always tell my, um, my students, be careful. You got to make sure they're good resources because there's so much out there now yeah. to be able to wait through really credible. Uh, what should you be paying attention to? Who should you follow? Uh, I think that may be the biggest challenge now. Okay. Okay. Is there anybody, is there any specific person you look to in the, in the world of coaching or just anybody in your life that's had a significant impact on your life that you would say, hey, this person was a mentor to me. Maybe they're not even around anymore, but they influenced you as a coach in your coaching journey. You know, how has that contributed to you sticking with it? Yeah, probably early on, there's a volleyball coach that coached at Oak Forest Baptist Academy that's not even in existence. His name was Don Casey. Don passed away a few years ago, but Don was a, he played Olympic level volleyball. He played with some of the big names back in the day. Um, then he became an elementary PE teacher, but he got, he came to know the Lord through, um, uh, the ministry of that Baptist church and started coaching for this really little Christian school. And he, when I first got out, that's who I played and I just, mm-hmm. his were good. And, uh, he could get the girls to do a lot of, a lot of things. And so, uh, for probably year one, I just wanted to learn from Don Casey and Don was gracious. He was always kind, probably one of the best basic skills coaches I'd ever been around. And to this day, he's one of the best basic skill coaches that I've ever been able to learn under. Um, Don and I became good friends. Um, he solid Christian man. When I went up to Maranatha, I even had him come up and do some camps with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as he retired, 
he uh, continued to coach. Uh, he was an assistant coach for Calumet Baptist. I have a girl now that actually played under him. So it's kind of cool to uh, come back all the way around. And a few years ago, I got to meet him. Um, hadn't seen him for maybe 15 years and saw him at NACA up in Tennessee. And we reconnected. It was just really neat. And I just got to again thank him for his many years of investment when I was a young coach and knew nothing. Yeah. Um, then if I think of um, just a coach in general, a basketball coach um, that was really influential when he was at Clearwater, 25 years at Clearwater, Del Lubinaugh. Del didn't know a whole lot about volleyball, but he knew a lot about coaching and he knew a lot about mentoring. And I would say Del was the most positive person I've ever been around. The The roof could be falling in and and he would find something <laughs> Day. And so just by watching him those 25 years and how he interacted with his uh, guys, I think rubbed off on me, maybe yeah, in ways yeah. that lies until looking back uh, that much of what I do in coaching uh, came from just watching Del Lubinock coach his guys basketball team. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know Del and he, I had the privilege of hearing him speak um, multiple times and just obviously had a passion for for basketball but more more of a passion for people and seeing people come to christ so um definitely i can see how he would have influenced you um coach i, I did send you some questions to look over but i'm going to deviate from that just a little bit here and i know you're up for the task this isn't a hard question i don't think i had the i had the opportunity in a previous episode to talk to coach hambly who is the um the women's coach at stanford university so we talked a little bit about his athletes and the kind of athlete he looks for. Obviously, recruiting is a big thing for him at that level. Um, you know, so he had some pretty so he had some pretty good insight on on the type of player he's looking for. What kind of girls are you looking for to come play at your program? And, and is it is your program one where you kind of just take what's given to you, or do you go out and recruit kids and say, "Hey, come play volleyball for me"? You must know what you're looking for. Yeah, you know, obviously. Um, we're not a scholarship program. So that right there eliminates some um, players because sure. that's all they are. That is that scholarship. Yep. Um, I was, I, again, regardless of the level, I think it's got to be a good fit. Um, Bob Jones University is a conservative Christian college. Uh, we, we don't apologize for that. Yep. So early on conversation, you know, what's your relationship uh, with God? You know, Jesus Christ is personal savior. What's that look like? Um, so early on in my recruiting, I really do get opportunities to share the gospel. Um, you know, we, we have all kinds of kids in, inquire about us. Uh, some of them have no clue mm-hmm. uh, who we are about. <laughs> so I always try to, I don't try to scare them away, but I try to be very honest with um, who we are. And really, if they would be a good fit, you know, to, to we want them to be happy. We want to be happy. It's got to be a good fit. We yeah. always encourage them to make a campus visit. We feel like our university uh, our facilities are phenomenal. Our academic program, top notch, and and we get to play volleyball. So, sure. kind of the total package. Um, you know, at our university, there's going to be intentional pouring into the young people to grow in their faith, and we don't apologize about that. We have Bible studies. Um, the team we have Bible studies. You know, we have chapels. So, um, you know, some young young people, they that's not what they're looking for, and you know that's fine. But we're just not going to recruit. Uh, someone that at least like, you know, like when I talk to recruit that says, well, I think maybe I could do that. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that's not going to be the um, first red flag right there. 
Exactly. Yeah. Um, but you know, we get we get kids from public schools that uh, just love the fact that they can be part of a, a Christian community and they can grow and be encouraged in their faith. Um, so, so I don't want to shy away from those type of kids, but I do try to be honest with them. Mm-hmm. And again, the campus visit is, I think, the best way. Uh, you know, sit in on a practice, uh, spend a night in the dorm, uh, get to see the students and, you know, what they're all about. I think it helps in the recruiting process. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it looks like you had, I, I, I looked through your roster a little bit. It looks like you have some girls there that they're not just there to play volleyball. I mean, they're there to get an education. You know, there's some nursing majors. And so they're looking beyond volleyball to see what God might have for them at the next step of their life. And volleyball is just it's something that they obviously get to enjoy along along the way. Right. And again, because we're non-scholarship, you know, I, I always tell them if I if I was getting the money, we'd be like in the gym every day. But um, <laughs> uh, they're obviously a more of a balanced approach. Uh, when we're in season, it's very, very busy. But once we're out of season, uh, they have more time, a little bit more time for social life, yeah. um, you know, and just, again, get the total college experience. Um, but, yeah, I would say academic, academics is a big piece of um, why they're at Bob Jones. Um, obviously, they want to play volleyball. So if, if they get the chance to play volleyball and get a top notch education, um, they're going to look at us. Yeah. In a yeah. Christian. Yeah, definitely. Uh, something as a side note that I noticed from looking through your um, your page a little bit is your husband is your assistant coach. How does that work? And is that, you know, he's probably he's yeah. probably right there. So be careful. But, you know, how how is that relationship? Well, he walked in the room, so he's not here right now. <laughs> um, uh, you know, here's the story with Coach Lou. Coach and I, I was a single teacher coach, 40 years, 42 years old. He, he lost his first wife. He was uh, he worked at IBM uh, up in New York and he retired after he lost his wife and moved to Florida. And I met him at church. And so we started dating and he knew nothing about volleyball. And he kept um, he kept thinking he wanted to get married. And I kept telling him <laughs> he didn't wait till uh, to see what my life was really like. Yeah, right. Definitely. And 25 years later, he's been helping me. Uh, I, I really attribute to him some of my longevity. Excellent. Because, um, like at Clearwater, I was, you know, I was full-time faculty member. I was head of the department uh, along with the coaching. And I'm just not sure how many years I could have kept going. But uh, Lou stepped in. He took over all the administration stuff, you know, all the planning of the travel, transportation, the hotels. He even helps with my recruiting. So Mm -hmm. it's been great. Uh, He kind of already had his career. You know, he he was retire and then god had completely different plans for him so yeah he's he's just coming up his 25th season helping me that's fantastic it's awesome how god brought him to you just at the right time and we know god's timing is perfect uh just at the right time and i can certainly relate to uh i've been coaching only for about 26 years but my wife has been with me every step of the way and my biggest fan uh, and, and my biggest critic sometimes, and that's what we need as coaches, you know, but she has definitely encouraged me at times when I felt like quitting. Um, yeah, I won't call it quitting, retiring, if you will, uh, from coaching. And she, her advice has always been, you know, pray about it. Make sure that this is what God wants you to do. Make sure that this is what you want. And sometimes it's good to have that second opinion in your ear. And it sounds like your husband is just that for you. Oh, yeah, he's great. And he, you know, he can connect with some girls that uh, maybe I can't. I, I've watched that over the years. Um, uh, he just connects with some of my players in ways that I can't. And and that works great. I always tell um, 
people that, you know, like my students that want to go into coaching, number one thing you got to make sure is that your spouse is on board, because mm-hmm. if your spouse is not on board, it's not going to be a happy marriage. Um, <laughs> but if your spouse is on board, it's going to be a great uh, partnership. Yep. And I've seen that a lot of uh, I, I've seen the, the the pros and I've seen the cons, but to have your wife stick with you so long, that speaks well of her. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Coach Scott, you, you've probably seen this before, but Coach Scott used to have a little magnet on his fridge that said, uh, we now interrupt this marriage for basketball season. And that's probably what it is. Probably volleyball is very similar. I'm sure it's just a very busy time. So, you know, time goes by when, but it's great to have him there by your side where you're doing things together and, and uh, oh, yeah. kind of in it together. So great time. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Um, is there any advice you'd give to aspiring coaches? You know, this podcast has some, some young coaches that listen, some coaches that have been doing it just for a little while. Is there any advice you would give to those aspiring coaches looking to have a long and fulfilling career in whatever sport they want to coach? You know, I would say, um, try to keep priorities set. You know, we've talked about, you know, God's got to come first, then you can neglect your family. Um, there's gotta be times where, um, you have to put the coaching aside for family, mm-hmm. uh, coach is important, but it, it doesn't need to be number one. I think sometimes as coaches, we get consumed and, and we forget to, you know, have that balance and keep our priorities straight. Yes. I think the other thing is probably, um, I think it's very typical for athletes. And I think as coaches, if we're not careful to find our identity in our sport, you know, and, and especially as a coach, you know, your win loss record and, you know, if you're having a good season, uh, you're a great coach, but if you're not, like you're the worst coach ever. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I uh, for all of us to recognize that you know our identity is in Christ, our worth is in Him, and and not. I mean, it's it's a it's a great career, um, but you've got to keep I think the right perspective, uh, or you're just not going to enjoy it. You know, you're going to like uh, endure it, and and so I, sure. I think that would be a couple. Of, you know. Yeah, no, those are great. Those are great. That's some great advice on your part, and. Uh, certainly, if you're if you're a young coach out there and listening, take those words to heart from somebody who knows what they're talking about, who's been down that road, who has tons of experience. So thanks for thanks for that those words of wisdom, Coach. Um, as we're wrapping things up here on the way out, is there any any story you might want to share from your coaching experience that just like boom, man? If somebody says highlight of your coaching career that just pops to the forefront, what would it be? And you ask a coach that you got all kinds of stories, right? Um, I think it would be over a, a, a year period. We were hosting nationals at Clearwater, the NCCA nationals. And uh, we, we had a team that had, we wanted in 95, 96 and 97 in 97. We won it in a five gamer against Moody. We won 18, 16. That was, that was probably one of the highlights of my coaching career. It was sure. just like one of those, that were like back and forth and then we were down we came back and and it's front of our home crowd um and again my players this was three in a row and that was like one of the top top thrills of my coaching career yeah. fast forward now a year later we're, we're hosting again we're in the championship game it's not against moody it's against lincoln christian university mm-hmm. Uh, and we lost 1715. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Sounds like um, a, kind of a repeat, but on the opposite end of that. Exactly. And those those seniors had never lost at nationals. Yep. Um, all they knew was winning nationals. And, and so, like, I think for the contrast from, you know, like the really the thrill of victory, winning it the year before in front of the home crowd yep. to we lost. I mean, we were all just like, what do we, you know, it was just like shock. Sure. But it, it, 
brought everything into perspective for me, right? Because there's going to be some times where you win and you aren't supposed to win and you win anyway. Mm-hmm. And then there's been, yeah, maybe you have a better team and you don't. And, and so I think I always use that with coaches to recognize you're going to have those highs and you're going to have those lows and don't, don't base your life in either one of those. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So I always use that, that that's, um, because it was such a contrast, everything was so much the same. And yet it was so different. The, the feelings at the end of the match was so different. <laughs> the thrill of victory to the agony of defeat in a year, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great, that's a great story. Thanks for sharing that. And thanks for coming on the show today. I really appreciate your insight on, on, uh, you know, I know I peppered you with a bunch of different questions here and, and we went all over the place, but I, I appreciate your your being on here, and I appreciate the investment that you're continuing to make in the lives of young people. Um, I know that doesn't go unnoticed, and uh, there certainly will be eternal rewards for those, as well as the the rewards that you're enjoying now uh, here on Earth. So thanks, Coach, for pouring into them. Thanks for doing what you're doing. And uh, who knows, maybe we can uh, we can have you on here some other time. And But I, I definitely am, when I'm on campus, I'm going to look you up and uh, so you can put a face to the voice here sometime. Yes, please do. All right. Thanks, Coach. Have a great day. Mm -hmm. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Real Game. I thought this quote by Tony Dungy was appropriate after this episode, and the quote is this. Balance provides the chance for longevity. You can be a champion at work and at home. So good luck, coaches, and coach on. Mm -hmm.